Welcome to Slug's bi-weekly Slug Soundwaves podcast. Here, in our print mag and on slugmag.com, enjoy our curated content that highlights the best of Utah's alternative and underrepresented music, arts, events, and community subcultures. If Slug has benefited you or someone you love, consider contributing to sustain our existence. Head to slugmag.com donate to join our community of donors. KRCL was founded in 1979 to bring a more diverse voice to Salt Lake City and surrounding areas. KRCL is community-funded and supported, which allows diverse commercial-free programming that varies from indie to hip-hop, blues to bluegrass, metal, punk, indigenous, and bilingual programs. Every weekday at 6 p.m., KRCL's Radioactive brings you grassroots activism and civic engagement with punk rock farming and live local music on Fridays. Tune in to KRCL at 90.9 FM, stream at krcl.org, or download the app on the App Store. Are you listening? This is Slug Soundwaves. Tell me the words I don't want to hear. Goldmith, aka Janessa Smith, grew up in Idaho and moved to Provo in 2009. She attended university at BYU for commercial music there. She released her first EP in 2017, and her music has been featured in shows like The Sex Life So College Girls on HBO, Dear Edward on Apple TV, I Love That For You on Hulu, and she'll also be included in an upcoming feature film called I Wish You All The Best. In this episode, Janessa talks about where she pulls inspiration from as an indie pop songwriter. Plus, the difficult challenge of being a mother while also being an artist, and how she found herself in two worlds that require a lot of a person. Also, this episode, as of its release date, features some unreleased music. It also features a brand new single, which after you hear it at the end, you can now stream it wherever you listen. I'm Goldmith, aka Janessa Smith. So my music is basically pop music with little sprinkles of harp, and it's a little off the beaten path, a little more melancholy and nostalgic than just kind of your straight ahead pop music. It just has a little indie edge. So when I was younger, I listened to a lot of like Death Cab for Cutie, a lot of Sufjan Stevens, actually. That's an artist that stuck with me, like, forever. Um, alternative, indie, like, Imogen He, My best friend's sister kind of had cool music taste, and we would steal her CDs or, like, listen in the car when we would drive when we were, like, 16 or whatever. And I slowly got into this alternative or indie music scene, and I just felt like, oh, this makes sense, actually. Because I always had a love for music, but I couldn't quite find what it was that I liked. I would like bits and pieces of the things that I would hear on the radio, but then when I, like found my music and you know it was the age of like LimeWire and um what's the other one I I didn't really do Napster it was like all about the LimeWire so yeah I loved Snow Patrol and um 
like Coldplay. Like that that was my more like pop side coming out. And now I love like James Blake and I actually love Joni Mitchell too. Like I found her early in my 20s and was just like, oh wow. Like you find somebody and your music world kind of opens up in a new way. Yeah. Right now I love like the Japanese house. She's like, she's a great inspiration to me. I started playing harp when I was 11, I think, and there was a girl down the street who played harp, and my mom just asked me, like, I already played piano, and I had a big interest in music, and she's like, oh, do you think you'd want to play that? And I was just like, yeah, more music, that seems fun, yeah. So I tried it out, and it's like, yeah, I think I could do this. There's not really even a special reason that I was drawn to it. I feel like it almost doesn't quite match my personality sometimes, like, it feels way more formal than I am. Um, I'm like a very casual, chill person. But I found a way to kind of like use those opposites in my music. Use this dreamy, light, beautiful thing in this way with my melancholic beat bass, like pop music. Those opposites, I think, have served me, but at first, it was a journey to make that make sense. another song called Faded Dream and I started that song with just these harp chords, these rolled harp chords and it kind of just like made this little dreamy bed and it felt like I don't know, I'm really drawn to like dreams and um, what they mean and writing about that and so I wrote that song about kind of when you have a relationship that is no more and it's almost like one day you wake up and you're like, did that even happen? Like was that just a dream? I kind of felt like when I was writing that with the music texturally, I wanted it to kind of feel like a dream, like for the listener. And for me, like how I felt, it was kind of a way to like say goodbye to this long relationship I had. Both I was writing about kind of the time where you wake up and you're like, was that even real? I can't imagine being so close to someone at one point and now we're nothing. So it kind of marked that moment for me too of kind of waking up and being like, I'm over it. Like, goodbye. It is kind of a goodbye song and that's how I kind of marked it texturally, lyrically, and chronologically for myself. I think Faded Dream is coming up on a film called I Wish You All the Best with the girl from White Lotus, uh, Alex Dario, I think is how you say it. So I'm excited to see that because I don't know how they're going to be used. And then once you see the film or the show, you're just like, oh my gosh, amazing. I released my EP in 2017, and then I had my first kid, Madsen, in... 2018 January of 2018 so kind of soon after and like pregnancy and like having a kid was a real 
mental trip. It was hard for me as an artist because I didn't want to just be seen as, oh, I'm a mom that like does this musician thing on the side. It just felt like my whole identity is being an artist and I also have a kid and I want to be a really good mom and support system for this kid, but I don't want to be swallowed by it. I, I want to have everything, both of these worlds. That was pretty hard for me to grapple with, and I had to leave some ideas behind of, like, what should be or what I should want or, like, all of the shoulds I kind of had to leave behind and be like, this is what is and this is who I am and I have to respect that and find my own path to merge these worlds. And I I won't be able to do either perfectly, but I think it's a success if I can just keep doing both. That is really interesting. There is kind of this pressure in the music industry for women. There's just this demand of like kind of your whole self to present yourself as the product a lot of times where it's like you might not know like if a guy has kids. I guess you might not know if a woman has kids too, but there is kind of a demand to give everything to a music career and present yourself in the face of you. And I always think about like, what if I had a different career that I put the amount of time and energy that I put into music? I feel like it's one of the hardest careers to like kind of do in a manageable way. (laughs) It's kind of like all or nothing, it feels like. And so I do think that has had a huge effect. It's like, okay, do I show my kids? Do I not? Do I do I put that I'm a mom forward? Or do I just let it be about the music? And that has been a struggle for me to like navigate wondering if my music would be judged because of like who I am. It's crazy. I grew up in a very conservative religious environment and I was hearing a lot of that messaging too and I I also wanted that. I wanted a really like stable life and I wanted yeah, I wanted to be a mom, but I also couldn't picture myself as a mom. It's it's almost like I couldn't even from that age like reconcile those two things. I did write this song that's going to be coming out I think next called Suburban Dream. It's kind of about feeling a little torn, a little stuck in the doldrums, the mundane living, your daily kind of like, okay, I'm making breakfast, I'm doing this, I'm, I need to be here and here and here. But also being like, I didn't want just half a life. I also wanted to be like up on stage and I wanted to tour and I wanted all of these things. But also like I value my kids and my home life and my husband, like all of that. I value it so much. I'm not just like, oh, throw it away. I actually want it all. And I know that's like, that might be asking for too much, but you can at least ask, see what the universe brings back to you, you know? And that's kind of what that song is, is like that's struggle and the the chase and the fight to like expand 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 this is my first release in a while and i just wanted to come in with the energy very high bpm actually for me especially like i usually don't write way fast songs the song is about when i first met my husband and we had some mutual friends and i actually knew who he was and had like a huge crush on him 
I met him at a party. He doesn't even remember fully, but I went up to him. I'm like, hey, nice windbreaker, because he was wearing a bright purple windbreaker with a bright pink baseball cap. And for some reason, that was my jam. I was like, that's the guy. When he came down the stairs, I was like, that's him. (laughs) That's who I should be with. So my friends then called him Windbreaker Man. So a mutual friend invited me to this park, and I got there. Windbreaker Man was there, and I was just like... Oh my gosh. And that night, he was so nice. Like, he was helping everybody. We were just playing games in the park, and he was just so nice. And I was like, okay, this really is a guy. And it's just kind of that rush of like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I'm here with my crush, all of those feelings. Feeling like kind of the curtains are drawn and your world is full of color again. I had gotten out of a really long, sad relationship and I just felt like, oh, the world is full of color again. This is amazing. They walked me home and he had his longboard and I rode on the front of his longboard home. He was like pushing me while he skateboarded and it just kind of felt like one of those like, this is such a movie moment. It's just still so vivid in my memory. And so I wrote this song all about that night. You're about to hear my single, Call Me When You Get This, in its entirety.
You can find me on Spotify first and foremost. I have a lot of songs coming out in the next few months, so make sure you follow me on Spotify and you'll just get those straight to your to your musical inbox every time I release as well as Instagram and TikTok. I do lots of little covers and you can find out when I'm playing next. I have merch listed on Spotify and on my website. It's really cool. I try to take a lot of care in my merch. So that's available on my website, goldmythmusic.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Soundwaves, please take 60 seconds to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Did you enjoy this episode of Slug Soundwaves? You and the local community can continue to enjoy SlugMag's content for free, but please consider making a one-time or ongoing contribution. Each contribution, no matter the amount, helps support Slug's creation of thoughtful media coverage on SLC's music, arts, events, and community subcultures. Head over to slugmag.com donate to make your contribution today.